Appreciate all that you do. Those of you who give online, those of you who are watching online, thank you for your giving. Those in the building, thank you for your giving and all that you do. We appreciate it. Once again, we say the moment you step on the parking lot, you have already given to us. The moment you tune in online, you have already given to us. And for that, we thank you and appreciate you. So at this time, we're going to get ready for the word of God. And isn't it good to get ready for the word of God? Amen. So we're going to do the confessions, and of course, I'm not speaking, Sister Mitchell is going to be speaking today, but we're going to do the confessions, and then we're going to turn it over to her brother. Uh, Doug is going to help her get on stage, and I, I just want to add this, uh, of course, with uh, my father passing, there's a lot of things my mother could have done, but she said my husband would want me to step up, and so she's been stepping up, she's been preaching more, she's been doing more, she's been teaching Bible study, and I cannot be more proud. It's normally the opposite way around where the mother is proud of the son, and I'm sure she's proud of me, but in this season, I'm so proud of my mother, and I thank God for what God is doing in her life. Amen? Amen. All right. Yes, let's get our hands together. How, how about we stand for our, for our confessions? And will they bring them up in the back, and we'll go through them, and then we'll bring Mother Mitchell on the stage. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I'm a part of Deliverance Temple where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Elect lady, preach this word. Come on, let's get our hands together for our sister Mitchell. Amen. We're going to have a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just give you thanks, God. We thank you, God, with a grateful heart, God. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you for everyone in the building, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We want you to move in this place, God. Move by your power and your anointing, God. Father God, I don't have anything for them, God. But you know what they need, God. Hallelujah. And I want you to get, in this, get into this word, God. Hallelujah. Move, God, in a mighty way, God. Meet every need. Whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's encouragement, whatever it is, God, I want you to meet the need. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Just thankful for all that are here. Thank you for some special people that are here all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. People I used to teach in Sunshine Band. And I'm so grateful to see them on this morning. Hallelujah. And the word that um, the Lord gave me, it's called count it all joy. And this word was for me. I know I didn't have quite enough joy these past few weeks. 
Amen. But first, let's define what joy is. Now, Webster's Dictionary says, joy is an emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something especially good or satisfying. It, you can be happy, you can be delighted, you can be pleased, you can be glad, and it's indicative of pleasure, contentment, or joy. Now, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Now, the dictionaries, they always equate them together, but happiness depends on happenings, on what's happening. But joy is something that's on the inside, and it's eternal. Joy is eternal. Amen. So I'm going to give you the biblical definition of joy. Joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent on who Jesus is rather than on who we are and what is happening around us. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit, abiding in God's presence, and hope in his word. Now, if you don't have any word in you, you're going to be deficient in a little joy. You're going to be real deficient. Amen. And the scripture that I'm going to go to, I'm going to first read it in the King James, and it's in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. It says, my brethren, that means all of us, that means everybody, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. Let patience have her complete work in you, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now I'm going to read that same scripture in the message. It really breaks it down. And this uh, message really got me. It says, consider it is a sheer gift. Talking about your trials is a gift. Friends, when tests and challenges, challenges come at you from all sides, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. That's basically saying we need to grow up in some areas. Amen? And that's all of us, me included. So I just want to, uh, right now, tell you what's been happening with me over the past few weeks. Well, we had sabbatical the first week in um, July. After I got back from sabbatical, we had a real bad storm. And uh, I kept hearing this water running. I said, what's going on? And I went in my kitchen. It was raining inside my kitchen window, running on the counter, down on the floor. I had to get all kind of towels. It rained all that day. I said, Lord, have mercy. What am I going to do about this? Okay. Then, week before last, I took my grandchildren to the fair, and I 
misplaced my debit card. Couldn't find it anywhere. So I said, I'm not going to stress over this. Not going to run my blood pressure up over this. I just called, got me another one. Just got my other one uh, two or three days ago. Last week, weekend, um, a lot of us, it rained a lot. And a lot of us that lived in Whiteley, we didn't have any power. So um, Sunday, I come to church, no power. Saturday, when the power went out, I said, well, since I don't have any power, I can at least go get me something to eat. So I'm getting ready to get in my car. My car is locked. I'm looking for my keys. I can't find my keys. Nowhere. Had to bum a ride to church on Sunday. And uh, bum a ride home. So I said, I was walking and praying. I said, Lord, there's nothing to get from you. Won't you let these keys turn up? Praying and all this. But guess what? The keys did not turn up. Okay. So I said, well, I'm not going to be defeated about this. So on Monday, I said, uh, I'm going to just call the dealer and get them to get me another key. And see, my husband had a key. Um, but after he passed, we never really searched for his key. And his key is back in the room where he keeps all of his things. And then my sons moved some of his stuff out of one room, put them all back there. And so I said, well, I'm not going to worry about that. So um, I called the dealer, and they told me that, um, yeah, I could get a key. But they told me I had to have two keys. And I want to know, well, why I have to have two keys when I only need one key? So I had a friend of mine take me out to the dealer. I'm not going to even name the dealer and put them on blast. But anyway, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I uh, went to the dealer and they said, well, you have to have the car here in order to, for us to cut you or program a key. Okay, so I had to have the car towed to the dealer. And then when I called Northwest, they gave me one price and then ended up, being, ended up being another price because they say, we got to put skates on it. We just can't get it on this flatbed the way you, the way you pulled in because you should have pulled in with the car facing toward the street. But I didn't know that. Okay. So I, I'm thinking, well, Wednesday, I'm going to get my car. They had the car Tuesday. It was towed there in, in the evening. So they got all day to, you know, get my car ready. So I called them about 3 o'clock. Didn't hear anything. So I had Sister Michael to take me out there. And she took me. And then when I get there, the man said, well, we only have one key. And we have to order another key. And the key has to come from Cincinnati. So it'll be another day. I said, okay. I was pretty hot, though. Uh, because I like to move. I like to get around. I like to be independent. I have a lot of things to do, people to see, places to go. Amen. Just like all of us do. Okay. So Thursday, 
I had made some appointments for about all this rain coming in, in my house. And so I talked to one man, and um, he said, well, he took pictures. He said, you not only have a gutter problem, you got a roof problem. And I said, Lord, have mercy. And then when he showed me the price, he said, the roof will be anywhere between ten to 15000 you know, and then the guttering is more than that. So in between that time, I got another ride out to the dealer. I said, well, I just know my car going to be ready. Well, when I get to the dealer, he says, well, I got some good news and some bad news. I said, well, what's the good news first? He said, well, we're going to give you um, a discount on these keys. And so I said, okay. And the bad news is the service guy ordered the wrong keys. Now, mind you, I've been without transportation since Saturday. It's now Thursday. The man ordered the wrong keys. Okay. I said, Lord, you got to help me. That flesh man wanted to cut up. But that spirit man said no. And so, but the man could see in my face that I was pretty, pretty upset, pretty ticked off. So he said, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give you a loaner car. And I said, well, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but, you know, I'm wondering, why didn't you give me a loaner car before? I done been through all this. Why, why are you just now giving me a loaner car? But I thank you for the car, okay? So I got the loaner car, got to go to the grocery and pick up a few items. You know, didn't have to bum a ride. And I said, oh, Lord, I thank you. And so then when I got done doing that, I went back home, had another guy come. He gave me another estimate, and he says, it'll be $6,700-something for these gutters. And I said, oh, Lord... You see all this stuff I'm going through. And I said, God, this is too much for me. Absolutely too much. I never had to deal with none of this stuff. My husband took care of all of this. And I said, God, you're going to have to help me, and I need some help right now. And I could hear in my spirit saying, count it all joy. And I'm thinking, how can I join this? I can't even get around. You know. But... Nevertheless, then Thursday night, I was sitting there, and I was watching TV. And on the news, they showed all this flooding in St. Louis, Missouri, flooding in Kentucky. And as I was just sitting there watching it, I got convicted. I said, Lord, forgive me. I said, forgive me, God. I said, Jesus, these people have lost absolutely everything. And I said, my little problem ain't about nothing. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And so I called the people back on Friday. I called them in the morning just knowing my car was going to be ready. But it wasn't ready till about 3 o'clock. But anyway, when I got it back, I was such a happy camper. But when I looked at my little bill, you know, sometimes when you're senior, people try to slick you. Uh, it had 150 on there just for programming the keys. And I said, sir, you told me it would be 125. And so he went and changed it. And then after I had paid him 
Then they give me the whole thing, and I read the whole paper. And on the paper, it said, the customer requested two keys. I never requested two keys. But see, they were getting over on me. And they did. But you know what the Bible says? It said, touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. So you know what? I'm not worried about them. They think they got over. But hey, I'm counting it all joy. Amen. Amen. And Jesus, and I'm going back to joy. Um, Jesus is our example of joy, of counting it all joy. And let's go to um, Hebrews 12 and 2. And Hebrews says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And Jesus, he really didn't want to go through all that pain. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he said, Father, let this cup pass from me. He had to pray three times. The disciples wasn't even watching with him. And they say his, he prayed so till his sweat was like drops of blood. But Jesus had to surrender his will to the will of the Father. And we have to do the same thing. We got to surrender everything to him. Hallelujah. And I had... Um, Another scripture that I skipped over that I want to bring up. So let's go to Psalms 34 and 19. The King James says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. That means he's going to deliver you out of every one of them. Every single one. Now that same scripture in the Amplified says, Many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous, but the Lord rescues him from them all. Through all the stuff of the past few weeks, I was confronted with a lot, and I needed to be rescued, and God rescued me in my mind because I had to change my focus about what I was going through, and I don't have it so bad as all those people that are don't have homes. And some of them lost their lives. Amen? Amen. So next, you may ask me, well, Sister Mitchell, how do I focus on the Lord? First, we must refuse to be distracted or afraid and not to be consumed with any situation that appears impossible We must focus on Jesus. He's the one that we have to keep our focus on. Why do we focus on him? Because he has all power. He has all authority. And one thing I've learned, if Jesus don't fix it, it can't be fixed. It's either that or he's got another plan and another purpose for your life and for your circumstances. Amen. Joy comes when we trust his word, and his promises, despite what we experience. And the Lord gave me uh, this acronym for uh, FOCUS. 
because he was letting me know I was busy, I was doing things, and I lost my focus. But focus is failure occurs causing unnecessary stress. And so when you fail to focus, that's what you're going through. Now, that's another whole message all by itself. And I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about joy. Amen. So joy is a choice. We have to choose to pursue him and find him in all of our circumstances. Joy is the fruit of the spirit. Joy is already in you. According to uh, Galatians 5 and 22, joy is one of the fruit. And so what we got to do, got to activate it. Got to use it. Hallelujah. When trouble comes, you got to put that joy into practice. And say, I didn't go in there acting a fool, although my flesh man told me to when I went to... When I went to the dealership, I had to try to calm down, you know. But, uh, yeah, and it's one thing about me, I'm going to tell the truth. Amen. So, um, joy is a choice. And as as I was, you know, looking and and studying this, I came across um, some benefits of joy. And some of them I knew, some I didn't. So let me give you the first benefit of joy. Joy chases away depression. When you put your focus on the goodness of God and on his word, then it's impossible to be depressed at the same time. Depression is self-focused, but joy is God-focused. Amen? Joy heals your entire spirit, soul, and body. And as, as I was uh, studying this, it says joy will lower your blood pressure. It releases muscle tension. It decreases stress hormones. It boosts your immune system. Hallelujah. And see, the scripture said, a merry heart doth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit will dry up your bones. And see, sometimes people that are suffering from arthritis and different things, you just need to... Ask God, show me how to be joyous. Show me how to be thankful. Show me how to have an attitude of gratitude in everything. Show me how to be grateful, Lord. Hallelujah. It says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So joy increases your strength. Thank you, Father. Um, Joy also helps us walk in victory. If we trust, believe, and obey his word, we will have victory in every circumstance. Every circumstance of your life. I have another testimony. When I was about 28, and at that time I only had Kelly and Andre, and I was working at the hospital. I was working in um, cardiac telemetry. And the devil had me convinced that I was going to die of a massive heart attack. I was having chest pains, pain down my left arm, and the devil told me, here you are taking these people and you taking care of these folks and you're going to die yourself. And I almost believed it because I had all the symptoms. I had all the symptoms of a, of a massive heart attack. But um, I was looking through the word and I was crying and I said, Lord, don't let me die. All I, got, I got these two kids. I don't have nobody to take care of them. And the Lord let my eyes fall on the scripture. And the scripture that my eyes fell on was Psalms 118 and 17. And it says, I shall not die, but live 
and declare the works of the Lord. And you know what? I took that word and I stood on it because that's all I had. I took it. I stood on it. I quoted it. I believed it. And when I went to the doctor, I had uh, something called, it's called Tietze Wall Syndrome. It's T-I-E-T-Z-E. And it's inflammation in the chest wall, in the endocardium of your heart. And that's what was causing all of my problems. And see, sometimes the enemy, if I get stressed, I have palpitations or whatever. And I said, devil, you alive. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. And see, I put that word in my inner man. It's here to stay. Because God gave me that when I was at the point of no return. And so the enemy can't come and get that. And so it don't matter how my heart acts up. It don't matter what, if heart trouble's in the family. It don't matter what it is. I shall not die. I'm going to live and declare God's work. And it ain't over till God says it's over. Amen. Hallelujah. And see, I believe that our bodies, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I believe our bodies were made to heal themselves. Now, we abuse our bodies. We, we do whatever. But if we submit our will to God's will, I believe we can walk in divine health. I firmly believe that. Because if you cut yourself, a scab will automatically come up. And that's your body trying to heal its own self. Amen. I'm just about done, you guys. And uh, I didn't give these scriptures to uh, Pastor Andre, but Habakkuk, he's a prime example of counting it all joy. Now, I'm just going to paraphrase it. Habakkuk said, he said, listen, we're in a drought. The situation is bad. I never seen the situation like this before. He said, the fig tree isn't even blossoming. There's no herd in the stall. There's no fruit on the vines. He said, I don't even know if we're going to be able to eat again. But you know what Habakkuk said? He said, yet I will. That's a choice. He said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. He said, the Lord is going to make my feet like hind's feet. He's going to make my feet like deer. Hallelujah. So that I can climb up on my high places. Climb up on the high mountains. Hallelujah. He said, God's going to lift me up despite what I'm going through. So God's going to lift us all up. It don't matter what you're going through. Hallelujah. You may need finances. You may need a job. You may need a home. But all he wants you to do, give it to him. He said, cast your cares upon me. Why? Because I care for you. Hallelujah. He's going to do it for us. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. Bless your name, God. Hallelujah. All God wants us to do is believe him, take him at his word, trust in him, and give him a yes. Yes, I'll obey you. Yes, I'll be faithful. Yes, I'll serve you. Yes, I'll worship you. Hallelujah. Yes, I'll give you the glory that's due unto your name. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. I also, Paul, Paul is a great example of counting it all joy. Paul said, now listen, I've been imprisoned. I had to sing praises. He said, I've been shipwrecked. He says, I've been 
uh, on an island, and the snake bit me, and I had to shake it off. Hallelujah. He said, I've been abused and mistreated. He said, I've been through all kind of trauma. But despite all the trauma, Paul said, I will let nothing separate me from the love of God. He said, not height, nor depth, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come. I'll let nothing separate me from his love. So despite what I'm going through, I'm not going to let it separate me from his love. God know I need a roof. He know I need guttering. Hallelujah. And he going to provide the finances. And you know what? I'm going to rest in him. Hallelujah. He told me to rest. Hallelujah. So I encourage you today, the next time troubles, trials, situations come to you, we got to rely on God. Hallelujah. Why? Because trouble don't last always. And the scripture said the righteous must suffer persecution. So that means you're going to go through something. You're just not going to tip through here on flowery beds of ease. Hallelujah. But one thing we learned last week, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. It's not going to be this all the time. And this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Thank you, Father. And guess what? I'm done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.